it's Gabby, your podcast host for My Possible Self, the mental health and wellness app that uses clinically certified content to help you improve your thoughts, feelings and behaviour. We're completely free to download and have a bunch of great tools, techniques, movement videos, trackers and audio content to help you manage your own mental health journey. Now, February is International Boost Our Self-Esteem Month. It's an annual event dedicated to improving self-esteem amongst people around the globe. If you're catching this episode close to its release date, then you might have noticed we've been focusing our conversations this month around helping you feel better about yourself. And so today we've decided to tackle feeling positive in our body because not being comfortable and happy in our body is one of the biggest challenges to our self-worth and self-esteem. According to mentalhealth.org.uk, higher body dissatisfaction is associated with a poorer quality of life, psychological distress, and the risk of unhealthy eating behaviors and even eating disorders. And when we're being constantly bombarded with images of the perfect body in films, on social media, on TV, in magazines, on billboards, it's really hard to not feel crap about yourself when you're being constantly fed the narrative of what you should look like. And for 99% of the population, this will never be achievable. But hey, help is at hand. Health, fitness and positive body image coach Kaylee Sims has built up thousands of fans on social media for going up against the machine and posting content of women of all shapes and sizes, loving life and feeling great in the skin they are in. In today's episode of the podcast, Kaylee is going to share some fab advice on how you can get into the mindset to be more like the people she champions online. She'll offer tips on how to tackle imposter syndrome and those relentless, annoying, horrible, negative thoughts. She also explains why we should be really careful when we're using the word body positivity. You are going to get a lot from this chat. So let's get into the episode. Welcome back to My Possible Self, a friend now of the app, Kaylee Sims. We had a chat on Instagram Live and you can actually watch that video um, in the app. Today, the focus of this conversation is going to be about positive body image. We're opening that can of worms up. (laughs) So straight away, when we were thinking about what guests could we bring onto the podcast, we didn't even ask anybody else, Kaylee. We were like, it's got to be Kaylee Sims. Um, So for anybody that's meeting you now for the first time, let's just do a quick recap on who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I'm Kaylee Sims and my kind of business and where it all started is my Instagram account. And I really promote uh, a positive body image. And I really want women to know they've got a safe place that they can come and feel good about their bodies. And so I celebrate all shapes and sizes on my account. And I feel that all women should feel good regardless of what their body looks like. We should be able and be allowed to exist in this world, no matter what we look like. And I feel a lot of space on social media didn't account for that. It it kind of accounted for one body type. One body type was celebrated and I didn't want that. I wanted all bodies, all women to feel amazing in their own skin. So my kind of job um, is in health and fitness. So I help women to feel good in their own skin while moving their body in a way that feels good. Yes, let's focus on nutrition too but in a way that's going to benefit you 
and giving them a, a, a safe place that they know that they're never going to be judged for what their body looks like mm-hmm. and that they, they can work on their health and fitness and still be celebrated in the body that they're in. I love that. And I assume, again, bringing it back to self-esteem, that when you meet a lot of your clients, it must be quite low for many of them to be seeking somebody like yourself out. It's very hard. And I can't tell you how many messages I've received of people kind of breaking down phone calls, crying because they don't like their body that they're in. They hate their body. And it can be so at the very beginning, I found it very heartbreaking and hard to listen to women tear themselves down. And I can relate to them because I once didn't like my body. And I knew that we shouldn't have to do this anymore. We we should be able to wake up and get on with our day and not have our body image take over part of that day, most of the day where you're constantly thinking about your body. So when these women come in, it is more so, okay, let's focus on what we can do that we've got control of. And that's going to help our body image. So that's mainly the, the, the fitness side of it. When you can move your body in a way that feels good, it releases the endorphins and it makes you feel good. And I think it's also understanding that you can move your body no matter what size you are. And in a way that feels good, I would never ask anyone to do burpees if they don't like burpees. Right. I want you to move your body. And for me, it took me a very long time to find out what I enjoyed in, in kind of the fitness space. And so I asked them to try loads of different things because not everyone's going to like running and not everyone's going to like lifting weights and I think it's giving all of my clients an opportunity to try different types whether that's dance bar yoga pilates until they find something they love and I feel when you start moving your body in a way that feels good then that's a close stepper to liking your body a little bit more and just working Mm. on that Mm. would you say as well going back to what you said about well what can we do about it as much as it is and I'm completely all about moving your body in joy in pleasure not to like punish yourself but um is it about changing our perception as well yeah and I think a lot of it is working on your mindset so we can like loads of things can trigger us and it's not our fault that we have negative thoughts about our bodies because we are constantly surrounded by the TV, media, peers telling us that our bodies are wrong and they need to change. And the more that we hear that, the more that be- that becomes ingrained in us and that becomes then our belief system. And we're like, well, this has to be true. My body isn't good enough. But when we can start challenging those thoughts, and I always say, you're never responsible for that first thought. So that first negative thought when maybe you're, you're getting your workout clothes on and you catch yourself in the mirror and it says oh my God, you're disgusting. That first thought was out of your control. You had no control of that, but you can control the second thought. And I think it's working on pausing and catching those thoughts. So for me, it's really started with pausing myself. So when I had a negative thought, I would say, oh, is that serving me? Is that a good thought? No, it's not. So I'm going to get rid of that thought. I'm going to eliminate it from my brain and I'm going to give myself a new thought. Mm. And that new thought has to be the truth. So when whether, wherever you're starting on your journey, the truth might just be, my body is a good body. My body woke up this morning. Yeah. My body walked me to the bathroom. My body 
functioned it can it can do all these amazing things and if you can start from a place of maybe gratitude or, or just like my arms my arms can do they can reach above my head my arms help me cook food like when we come from a place of gratitude and we practice that every single day the negative thoughts are never going to go away because we're always going to be triggered by something but w- as soon as you can understand that I have full permission to create my own new thoughts and the more you start saying that to yourself the more than that, that will become your belief system. Mm. And also remembering that thoughts aren't facts. Before we get any further, actually, I um, wanted to ask you about the phrase body positivity because we didn't cover it in our live, but when we spoke on the phone, you told me a really interesting story about why you don't use that term and you use the phrase positive body image instead. And I thought that was a really interesting story that um, more people should should know about. Yes. And if you were to go on to Instagram and you go into the hashtags and you type in body positivity, you're going to get thin white women showing up. <laughs> and that's not their space. And I'll tell you the history of body positivity. So back in, I want to say it was like the 70s, maybe there was this man and his wife was, was a large woman. And she got criticized all the time um, because of her size. And he was like, this isn't right. This isn't okay." And they managed to create kind of a community, a community of big white women um, that all struggled with, you know, not being accepted by society. And then um, black people, black women were like, well, I'm big and and I have this trouble too. But back then we were quite racist and they were like, no, you're not coming in our space. So back then it was called the uh, fat liberation or fat acceptance movement, which was aimed at uh, fat white women. So black women were like, well, actually, I need this space too. So they created black fat women, created a space called the body positivity. So it was created for uh, fat black women at the the very beginning. Of course, now white women are in that as well. And that's absolutely fine. We should have a diversity of different people in that space. But the space was was for marginalized fat women. So women that can't get on an airplane seat, can't buy their clothing in in the high street store, are getting rejected when they have a medical issue and it's just being said, well, you're fat, that's why you've got an earache. Like they're just, they're not getting the correct medical care. So Mm. that space was for created for them. When that body positivity started to be recognised, so many other people were like, well, I want to be body positive because that's the mm. the name can be very perceiving, right? Because you're like, well, I want to be body positive too. But what's happened is so many people have gone into the, um, the group that it's taken it away from the actually why it was created. It was created for a space for marginalized fat women to get together and share what their struggles with and try and change the society around that can you imagine creating yourself a community and then someone's taking it away from you so imagine like the lgbt for the the gay people the trans people imagine if straight people were like no i want in on that too like you're taking it away from the actual purpose so i want to make sure that fat marginalized women still have their space and i celebrate their their work i i follow them on social media i celebrate their content that they put out there but it's not my space. My body does not need to show up 
Mm. in the hashtag body positivity because it wasn't made for me. I just want to give you my thoughts on something because you mentioned about the LGBTQ plus community. I've always felt very welcome in that community and I'm not Mm -hmm. gay myself. I'm a straight white girl, but I do feel part of that community and I do advocate for that community. So is it about Yes, I can be part of that community, but also respect where it came from and the issues and the trauma that these people who it originated from went through. So as long as I honour that, I can still be part of this community, in in this case, oh, body, body positive. You can support any community you want to support. You're, you can cheer them on, celebrate them, march with them, be by their side. But it's not your space, as in because you're a straight woman, you don't know and you may not ever understand what it felt like to be a gay person in our society. But you can understand and be sympathetic with these people and it, it you can march and you and I want you to and I want everyone to celebrate that community. But it is it's, it is for gay people, trans people and the same with body positivity celebrate them cheer them on and and, you know share their share their work and and be a cheerleader for them but know that you you can't use their hashtag like you wouldn't post a picture of you being married hashtag lbgt to a to a to a to a a white man yeah you know it might that might confuse people a little bit yeah yeah it would make more sense for a gay person to use that hashtag, right? Yes. We celebrate their content and we share the love. And yeah. that's what we have to remember. Yeah. I'm so glad you're talking about this because, again, going back to body positivity, it's mm-hmm. like, and it happens a lot in the wellness space, right, doesn't it? Things become quite on vogue and, and we kind of jump on that hashtag bandwagon. We've yeah. certainly noticed as a mental health app that was, before it was an app, it was a business. And so... It, you know, we've been around for, for years and years. And so we've seen this space boom. And it's great that people are talking about mental health, but it's not so great when you see brands trying to capitalise off that. So in the same way with, with body positivity, again, I'm really glad that you're bringing this to the forefront and just making people a little bit more mindful about the language that they use, because it is also a really sensitive subject. Yeah. And also, I feel like maybe the older generation don't understand mental health. Yeah. Because I feel, and I was speaking to my mum about this, and I feel like she may be not quite understanding what mental health is, as in, I feel like her generation, when she was younger, mental health wasn't something someone spoke about. Our generation, I feel like we're very more comfortable of talking about our our feelings and talking about mental health with our friends and family back when she was little I said you it was there mental health was there but you weren't talking about it because you weren't allowed to talk about it or felt that you could talk about it it was always been there but I feel like now and I feel like she my mum feels like mental health is a real you know like depression real but mental health can be um, you can have a really bad day and you're not feeling too great that's your mental health that's that's what that is and I was saying to her I used to work in childcare, and part of their development is is emotional development that's that's their mental health that's where we ask them to talk about their feelings and how they're feeling if they're feeling sad and happy that's mental health so uh, there's maybe different spectrums of mental health but we need to not uh, stigma mental health where we 
say you haven't got mental health because you haven't got depression. Mental health is, is, is how you feel. And, and, and I feel like we've definitely got better at speaking about that and asking how people are feeling. And I feel like that's a good message to send out is that we all suffer with mental health. Yeah, and, and taking that thread and running with it, tying it back to A, it being International Boost Our Self-Esteem Month, and B, bringing it back to, you know, the, the overarching theme of this show, positive body image. Actually, I want to ask you this. Body positivity yeah. or positive body image is about way more than the acceptance of our weight and what size clothes we wear, right? Yeah. So a positive body image is having a positive feeling towards your body. And that's not something that you're going to have every day. But it's it having a positive body image can happen at any size you don't lose weight and then you're positive about your body you have to be positive about your body wherever you are right now or at least work towards that and when I first got into this movement a lot of the messaging that I was getting was that you need to love your body you need to love your body and for me it just wasn't true I didn't look at one part of my body and say that I absolutely loved it so that's when I kind of got into body acceptance and the body acceptance movement is knowing that your body is a good body regardless of what it looks like it's having a neutral feeling with my body so I remember someone messaged me on Instagram and said what's one part of your body that you love and it stopped me in my tracks and I was like because you know I'm, I'm preaching mm-hmm, mm-hmm. love your body like you know and I was like oh my god I don't there is not one part of my body that I love but I have a neutral feeling with it I look at my body and it's just a body that's all it means to me. It's just a body. It's my vessel that gets me through life. It does so much for me. I love me and I love who I am, but I don't physically really love my body. I just have a really good neutral feeling towards it. And that really took a big weight off my shoulders because I wasn't obsessing over my body. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I want to go back to that and 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 learn how you how you got there because I know so many people be thinking, oh my gosh, goals or never in a million years. When we're talking about self-worth, low self-worth can lead to anxiety and depression, two of the biggest mental health illnesses around the world. Why do so, 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 so many of us look in the mirror and say things like, you are fat, you are ugly, you're disgusting. We're literally our own worst bully. And so it's no wonder that our self-worth is going to be in tatters and we're going to become mentally unwell because it's like a woody woodpecker, isn't it? Usually it's not like something that we say to ourselves once a week or once a month, it's something that's an everyday thing. And so, you know, if somebody's saying that to you, i.e. you, constantly, you're going to believe it, aren't you? Yeah, and that's what we do to ourselves. So, for example, if I said, if I met you every single day and I was like, Gabby, you are disgusting. Your body is absolutely awful. You are so ugly and unworthy and just disgusting. And every single day I said that to you yeah. for months and months and months and months. Yeah. I was drilling that into you, right? Yeah. And then one day... would be the best friend in, in my uh, phone I book. Be, I wouldn't be a very good friend, that's correct. And then one day out of the blue, I was like, Abby, you look amazing. Your body is fantastic. You are so beautiful. It's unreal. Would you believe me? 
You oh, wouldn't. No, absolutely not. You no. Because for months and months I've been telling you how disgusting you are. And then one day I was like, actually, no, you you are beautiful. I, I didn't mean it. You are beautiful. You belie I don't believe you. And that's mm, what we're doing to ourselves. I see what you're Every yeah. day mm. we are looking in the mirror, whatever it is, and we're telling ourselves that we aren't good enough and we're disgusting and fat and awful. And of course, you're not going to believe yourself if all of a sudden you're like, okay, now I'm going to start to love myself. Okay, you're amazing. You're, be- you're not going to believe yourself. It takes practice and time. And the reason that it, it all starts is because me being your friend, telling you for months and months that you're disgusting, is the world doing that to you. So from the moment you got into society where you could kind of understand words and your peers and, and body image and appearance, you were fed messaging by, by your peers, TV, media, magazines that you need to look like this and if you don't something is wrong with you so we all without us knowing we are fed messaging that our body is wrong and that we need to change it so it's not your fault that you feel that way but I feel like for me the real turning point is when I understood that I understood that my body was absolutely fine and I don't need flawless skin and not have stretch marks and cellulite and spots because all of those things I just mentioned are completely normal part of a woman's body but that isn't celebrated in media Mm. what is celebrated is this ideal body this flawless no spots no stretch marks no um like saggy belly from having babies like that is not celebrated in media so why would we want a body that isn't celebrated in the media we want the body that's celebrated when I understood that it was companies trying to make money off me trying to give me a false insecurity so a while ago in one of the magazines they were slating celebrities for having fat under their armpit you know that little bit of fat you have on that normal bit of skin that you have under your armpit they were slating celebrities in that magazine was then the solution to get rid of it of course so buy this yeah and like when we have stretch marks buy my cream get rid of the stretch marks you need to sort out your cellulite it's just diet and exercise then you'll get your cellulite sorted actually no Mm. babies are born with cellulite Mm. are we asking them to buy the cream and get rid of it no because it's a completely normal part of the body yeah but we don't see that we don't see that in films or magazines we see flawless so we think then i'm wrong i'm gonna have to buy this to fix it but it's a lie and that when i understood then I was like oh my I've been lied to my entire life there's nothing Mm. wrong with my body and then of course we buy these products we try these diets they don't work they never work and then again going back to self-esteem it absolutely hits rock bottom you're on the floor and going a bit deeper on this letting our self-worth be determined through the eyes of others we're not young enough, we're not thin enough, we're not pretty enough. Women in particular do get it hard. I know men get it hard as well. But for women, it's, you know, I won't go on. You you get me. Yeah, and I think and it, when we said, like, it's men too, but I feel like we're slated more in media. Women, the celebrities are, you, like, for example... Oh, we're um, objectified, yeah. aren't we? In, in a oh, way, greater 100%. way. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, for example, um, it's kind of not related to body image, but Adele cancelled her concert, mm-hmm. right, because of COVID or whatever it is. She was slated for cancelling it. But were the other, like, six men that also cancelled their concert ever mentioned? No. They were all like, oh, he, you know, he's got to celebrate his mental health. He's doing it for his mental health. 
like she got slated, but the men absolutely nothing got mentioned. Women are more slated in media than than men are. Men definitely have body image issues, and we should be talking about that. But I feel like women are more in the media, and that's where women I feel like have more mental mental health towards their bodies because mm. we're constantly told that we are wrong. Mm. So then how can we take back control? How can we fight through the interference? It's like a war, isn't it? We're fighting oh, a war. God. Yeah. I think it starts, if you were going to start with yourself, it starts with your surroundings. So who are the people in your life that are constantly telling you, don't eat this, you need to lose weight. Like you need to either eliminate them from your life, whether you do it slowly or you go cold cold turkey, or you have a conversation with them and say, please don't comment on my body. It's triggering, it affects me, don't comment on my food. And then you can also look at actually your surroundings, like your, your actual living space. Are you wearing clothes that fit your body? Have you got clothes in your wardrobe that don't fit you anymore? And one day I'm gonna get into this. She's air quoting there. Yeah, have a clear out of like your face and social media too. Sort out your social media because we're all on it now. We're all doing it and it should be a positive place. So you need to make sure that you're following people that are celebrating one, maybe your body type or bigger bodies or anyone that's just celebrating being a woman and having and and letting us uh, exist in this world. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's a really good good place to start. And then if we were going to look kind of in the future, what you can do now is educate your children. I 100% believe in the next couple of generations, we're going to be in a much better place with women being accepted in their in their bodies and having a more diversity of bodies in the media. But we we need to start with our children by teaching them that it's not okay to comment on someone's body. It's not okay to fat shame someone. It's not okay to judge someone by the look of their body. And I think if we can start doing that now with our children, they listen to what you say. Mm. When you stand in the mirror and you tear yourself apart, they listen and they copy. And and they they see you put in the pillow when you're sat on the sofa in front of your belly. They watch all of that. They watch you go like this because you're trying to hide your double chin. They see all of that and they're going to mimic that and copy that and think that is just a normal part. Like, oh, so we shouldn't have fat here. We shouldn't do that and we need to cover it up we can start teaching our children how to have a better body image I feel in the next generations to come we'll be in a much better place in our society that was actually like one of the most memorable takeaways that I took from um, our Instagram live was the tip that you gave about being the curator of your own social media stream as in follow people that you find inspiring and that you are uplifted by not people that make you feel like crap about yourself yeah because instagram is uh neither good or neither bad it is neutral instagram has its own algorithm and you train the algorithm of what you want to see so if you're constantly looking at diet plans and fitness models that you know the ideal bodies you're constantly looking at that that's going to be in your feed that's what's going to show up it's going to show you all these things that make you feel crap about your body. So you need to make sure that you're looking at people that are body positivity, that are a positive body image, body acceptance, like looking at all of it, like create your feed of what makes you feel good and know that you've got a block button. 
and you've got settings on there so let's just say like a post come up and you're like oh that made me feel not so good about my body you can click the three little dots and says I don't want to see this and it will tell the the Instagram algorithm that this type of post I do not like yeah. and it will stop showing up in your feed so yes definitely get into your Instagram and, and make sure that you're following people that make you feel good about your body mm. The relationship we have with our body is intrinsically woven into our mental health. So when we're carrying the weight of shame, shame for not being the size that we think we should be, shame for not having flawless skin. So we're doing our best to like cover up the rolls, cover up the wrinkles. And it's a really heavy load to be carrying around. And then there's blame as well. We blame our appearance for not getting the partner we want, the job we want. So when these negative thoughts are taking hold, how can we acknowledge them? Because we have to lighten the load and then reframe the negative thoughts. Well, the first tip for lightening the load is to drop the bags, like drop it, drop all that way off of you because it's not serving you. And I think that's where you have to come. So let's just say you're having a, a negative feeling, negative thoughts you have to pause and stop. So like meditation really, really helps, right? You have to stop and pause and ask yourself, is this negative thought serving me? What caused it? Can I eliminate that trigger that caused it? So if it is things on social media, that's easily fixable. You can change it. And I can't promise that you will never be triggered again because you will. We are constantly surrounded by things that are going to trigger us, whether that's comments from other people or, you know, things in films, they're going to trigger us. But when I think when we can control our thoughts that we have, it's a more better understanding. So like for me, example now is that I, what I didn't see before I started all this work, when I'm watching films now, I'm like, why did they have to add a fat shaming joke in that part? Like, for example, I can't remember what show it was, but there was a woman, a girl and a man, and they were kind of like arguing and she was hungover. So she was sat on the sofa eating like a sandwich or whatever it is. And they were having an argument and two boys walked past her and they looked at her and they said, oh, you're not going to get a summer body looking like that and walked off. And then they continued. That had nothing to do with the argument. It had nothing to do. But you're, because I've told you this now, you'll notice it now in films. I'm really surprised that they're still allowing that to be part of a film. Yeah, like it made no sense at all. Like why did they, why did the two boys have to stop and say, shamed her for eating like that had nothing to do with the film nothing to do with what they were talking about it made no sense and I feel like when you can understand that this is just our society or whatever it is companies trying to make us feel bad about our bodies so that we're going to spend money mm. on stuff mm. on diet plans and all of this and I feel if you can really focus on your thoughts, pausing, stopping, asking yourself, can I give myself a better thought? Is this thought, thought serving me? When you can pause and just stop and think in journaling, write it down, write all those thoughts down and be like, that. now can I change this thought to something else? I feel like journaling really helps with the thoughts that we're going through our head because we are in control of our thoughts. We're not in control of the first one, but we can control the second one. So it's working on that and it's not going to take 30 days it's not it might not even take a year it could take a couple of years of practice because your brain is a muscle and you've spent the last 20 years 30 years of negative thinking about your body you can't yeah. change it overnight so it's literally like learning a new language learning a new love language yeah 
Wow. Yeah. Because for years you've been criticising yourself and now we've got to learn something new. Yeah. Mm. And what about, because I think most people actually have this at some point in their life, imposter syndrome. When we look at it through the lens of positive body image, that imposter syndrome of being like, well, I'm not good enough. They can't really, like new relationship. Oh, it's, it's you know, once they see the rolls underneath the spanks or whatever, that is, yeah, it's something that just, when I was thinking about our chat, I was thinking about how many people suffer from in, imposter syndrome. Is it again about like getting the thoughts out, unburdening yourself and then just literally retraining your brain yeah. to be more kind? And be like, I am yeah, worthy. I'm... How do you start feeling like you're the dog's bollocks, you know? <laughs> by deciding that I can do it. By deciding, making a decision. Like, I was never really body confidence. And um, I had been single for a little while. And I felt, and uh, I, you know, I had a lot of thoughts that it was it's because of my body. I'm single because it's my body. It's the way my body looks. When I got into this movement and started um giving myself self-love and self-care I decided that I can have body confidence my body hasn't got to look a certain way for me to be body confident I can decide today right now that I am going to be confident in my body and and the moment I start doing that and I practice that and I practice self-pleasure and self-care and self-love when I had a moment with uh, another the other sex when I had a moment, I felt amazing in my body because I decided that I was confident. It had nothing to do with him. I didn't care what he thought about my body. What I thought about my body mattered the most, not what he thinks, because it's not his body, it's my body. And I get to decide if I feel sexy and confident. Snap girl, I love this. I yeah. actually... I actually um I was watching something on YouTube. I noted these points because I thought it was again useful in terms of our conversation when it comes to dating somebody new and starting to not feel good enough. Stop recognize the thoughts are not facts. Then ask yourself, okay, well this chap, yeah, he's really hot, he's really good looking. I haven't or she, whoever. I've been single for X amount of months or years even. But then what does he bring to the table? Exactly. You are the leading lady in your life. You are the leading lady in your story. And it doesn't matter what he or she thinks. It's what you think about yourself. And I think the moment, like, have you ever met a woman that is just radiating confidence? Like, she just walks in the room and you're like, she is so confident. And that's because she believes she is. She believes she's confident. And when you believe that you're confident, your whole appearance, how you walk, how you talk, how you interact with others completely changes. And that's something that I experienced. Yeah, that's it is. It's super attractive, isn't it? Um, another hack that I robbed, write a list of 100 things you can bring to a partner's life. Boosting your own self-esteem and self-worth. Yeah. So <clears throat> when we are suffering from low self-esteem and low self-worth, we can fall into hating our bodies and using them as a tool to take back control. This is when disordered eating is ready to pounce. Stress eating, emotional eating, binge eating, anorexia, bulimia, orthorexia, hypergymnasia, which is excessive and compulsive exercise disorder. Um, so obviously this is really, really dangerous territory being ready to acknowledge this and seeking help is huge. So to anybody listening right now, you know, help is available. 
if this is striking a chord, we want to flag that. But what do you say to anybody, Kaylee, this might be resonating with? Yeah, it's a really, it's heartbreaking and it's it's hard. And I have a lot of people that struggle with eating disorders following me and talking to me on Instagram. And it is very, very hard because if you feel like you may have an eating disorder or disordered eating, then 100% you, because I feel like in the moment, you feel completely alone. You feel like you're the only one that is doing this and there's something wrong with you. And there's nothing wrong with you. The system failed you and you did nothing wrong. Your body did everything that it was meant to do. You didn't nothing wrong, but seek out the help that you need, whether that's speaking to a friend, a family member or a doctor. There are people that can help you. And even reaching out to, I know it's a stranger on Instagram, but if they're talking about eating disorders and they're helping people, reach out to that that person on the other side of the Instagram account wants to hear you and wants to help you and can point you in the right direction if you feel like you can't speak to a friend or family member there are people on Instagram that want to help people with eating disorders so it's it's very very hard and I feel for me personally I had 10 years of disordered eating and it it was disordered eating that I didn't know I was doing. I thought I was being healthy. I was clean eating. And no one told me that what I was doing was disordered eating. The diet plan that I followed didn't state trigger warning, you may get disordered eating by doing this plan because we're all our friends are doing it. They're all following this clean eating and they're exercising. So in our heads, and it just doesn't happen to everyone, but in our heads, we get right. If I want to lose weight, then I must, you know, eat less, move more. And then that's when it when it becomes obsessive. And then you you feel bad when you break the rules, and then binge eating happening happens because you're following this diet plan that is so restrictive that didn't label that it may give you disordered eating, and you've gone all in, and then you find yourself two weeks later in your bedroom eating 10,000 calories of food because you restricted your body so much and your body did nothing wrong. I feel like that's something to remember. If you are suffering with binge eating, your body did nothing wrong. It responded correctly in a restrictive mode. So you restricted your body and your body needs calories. Your brain doesn't know you're trying to lose weight. So it forced you to have food thoughts all day long. And it forced you to go to the shop and buy all this food and then sit and eat it all. Like your body did nothing wrong. It's not your body. The system failed you. And like disordered eating and eating disorders really does stem like 90% of it does stem from our society forcing messaging on especially young girls that they need to look a certain way and that boys won't like you unless you have a certain body and then we go on the diets and we go on the exercise plan and a disordered eating or eating disorder occurs so I feel like for, for young listeners and I have listeners on on my Instagram I want them to know that their body is completely normal and completely fine and they do not have to change it to increase their self-worth or self-esteem and that there is help so if you feel like you're in a place where you just don't know what to do and you know what you're doing may not be okay speak to someone some even if like I said even if it's a stranger on Instagram at least reach out to someone let them let them help you yeah and I want to follow up and touch on body dysmorphia as well. So this is a, a mental health disorder yeah. 
uh, in which you can't stop thinking about one or more perceived, I'm going to air quote like you did earlier, defects or flaws in your appearance. Kaylee, are you cool to share some of the symptoms yeah. of, of, of body dysmorphia to look out for? I think so, more, more people have it than they realise as well because yeah, we're so conditioned. Yes. And I wanted to mention when I list this stuff out, um, you may be like, oh, my God, I have all of that. It doesn't mean you have body dysmorphia because we've been we're so disordered with like the messaging that we're being fed. We're naturally doing this stuff. But the body dysmorphia is when you feel obsessed with it. So I'll read it out. So constantly checking in the mirror, avoiding mirrors, trying to hide your body part under a hat, scarf or makeup, constantly exercising or grooming, uh, constantly comparing yourself to others, always asking other people whether you look good or not, uh, not believing other people when they say you look fine, avoiding social events, not going out of the house, especially in the daytime, seeing many healthcare professionals about your appearance, having unnecessarily plastic surgery, uh, picking your skin with your fingers or tweezers and feeling anxious, depressed or ashamed. Now, I can say that I've done many of those things. Yeah, same. But I didn't have, yeah, I didn't have body dysmorphia. But where it, it if, if you feel like these things are affecting your everyday life, that's when you need to go and seek out help. But if, like for me, I, I wasn't in a body dysmorphia, but I was doing those things. But once I understood that doing those things wasn't serving me in any way, like, for example, weighing myself every day and seeing the number go up a pound did nothing for my mental health. It, it like I could wake up and I would feel I'm like, oh, do you know, like I feel really good. I'm going to weigh myself if I've been on a weight loss journey and you, you feel really good. You're like, yeah, God, this, I'm, you know going to go down a couple of pounds and you step on it, it's gone up two pounds and that number within a second determined whether you were going to have a good day or whether you were going to have a bad day and that's what it did for me and I decided no more and I got rid of them mm. I don't weigh, I don't weigh myself every single day and it 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 took a while it was hard right yeah and I, that was just the journey that I was on I was on the journey of accepting my body and working out these negative thoughts and part of that was the scales did not serve me and why should they it's just a number like that's it it's just mm. a number it means absolutely nothing so going through what I just listed you feel like you do some of those things and it is obsessive like you know that it consumes your mind like that's all you're thinking about seek help seek mm. medical help and just just to talk to someone because there are people out there that can help you just because you you touched upon it not having you not having the kindest um relationship with your body and i, I do want to make sure that we we revisited that and uh, guys you can go back to our instagram live video on the my possible self app and, and that's where you go into detail about this but um bringing it back to how we started the conversation in terms of like transitioning from not having a healthy relationship with food, over exercising, having the negative thoughts to to where you are today. I know you've listed quite a few of the steps already, but like what have been the key takeaways for you on this journey? What are the life lessons that you could share? No, since I started, it will be two years in June. So it all started with healing my relationship with food. 
And that got triggered by someone on Instagram talking about diets don't work. And she started listening to all this stuff. And I was like, that is what I do. What is she talking about? And it, and it triggered me to kind of learn more about it. So my journey with my body started with healing my relationship with food. So when I was on that journey, I soon realized that I used food to control my body. When, when we're dieting, we're using food to manipulate what our body looks like. And I did that for 10 years. So it was very, very hard. And but when I started the healing with my food, I said to myself, I am going to trust my body. I am going to trust that my body knows what it's doing and whatever it ends up looking like, I'm just going to deal with it when it happens because I couldn't go any longer having this disordered relationship with food where all I was thinking about was food every day was what I was thinking about was food and it consumed me and what were you thinking about your your image then to how did what you were consuming you know relate with my body yeah so because I used food so I looked in the mirror and I was like, don't like this, don't like that. Well, I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to use food to manipulate my body to lose weight, to, to, to change it. So as soon as I decided that I'm not dieting anymore, that then gave me the message that, well, your body's now going to change. And I said to myself that I'm going to give myself full permission to trust my body, just trust my body. And I still weighed myself because it's you can't sometimes co turkey just doesn't work. And, and I did it very, very slowly. I was still kind of following certain rules around food and then easing myself kind of out of it. And the more that I went on, the more that I started following people on social media that were helping people heal their relationship with food. And then body image came up and I started learning more about that. And I started buying books about body image, about healing your relationship with food and listening to people's stories about that. And I could relate to it so much. Then um, it kind of just entwined together and as soon as I understood that I haven't got to look like anything when people said you should look this and shouldn't look like that I was like I know I don't I haven't got to do anything other than be my true self I haven't got to do anything and the moment I did that then I started working on body acceptance but this all of this came from listening to books podcasts and following people on social media that were helping me unlearn the ne- negative thoughts that I was having with myself and I could relate to their stories so much that it just gave me that belief that my body's a good body, regardless of what it looks like. And I haven't got to try and change it to please other people. Mm. And what about like how you feel in clothes? Well, I'm actually curious what you tell your clients, because I bet that's I'm just putting myself in the position of 99% of the population. It's usually about, you know, when we go shopping, body image, how we look in our clothes. Yeah. Have you ever watched Queer Eye on Netflix? I know what you're talking about, but um, I don't think I have, no. Oh, my God. So I started watching that this year, and it's changed my view of clothes and how clothes can make us feel in our own skin. So while I was healing my relationship with my body, I wore clothes that made me feel comfortable. So leggings, and I would wear jumpers and loose um, dresses. I would wear things that made me feel comfortable. When I started watching Queer Eye and he, there's a fashion expert in there and he takes them shopping and he shows them what clothes suits their bodies. And it kind of sparked something in me that was like, you need to play around with your wardrobe. You don't have to wear leggings and jumpers all the time. You can play around with different styles. And I think that's my mission for this year is to 
play around my wardrobe and dress for my body. So when we're learning to accept our bodies and we're going to have clothes in our wardrobe that uh, may not fit us anymore because we're healing our relationship with food and, and whatever comes with it. At the very beginning, I would just dress with whatever makes you feel comfortable because when you, if you have a bad body image day because something has triggered you, you're not going to feel good in your body. You're going to want to cover it up. And that's okay. Do that in the moment because we're healing. So wear the joggers, wear the t-shirt. Yeah. So when you're kind of at the beginning of, you know, healing your relationship with your body, just wear the clothes that make you feel good. If, if that's joggers and a t-shirt, do that until you get, because I feel like it's taken me a good year or so to feel real comfortable in my body where then I can start playing around with clothes a little bit more and I've really enjoyed it and I feel like if you start from a place of I'm just going to go with what's working for me today so I might wake up tomorrow and be like yeah I'm ready for shorts and I'm just going to own the shorts and another good tip while I'm there is um, when we're healing our relationship with our body um, normally we're there covering it up because we don't want to show off the flaws and I want to give women full permission to wear whatever they want to wear so for me shorts was a very big issue because I was self-conscious or insecure of my thighs because you know stretch marks in my inner thigh and I believed that they were fat and wobbly they are fat and wobbly but I believe that was a bad thing right so I decided that no, because now I'm following people on social media that are celebrating their legs in shorts. And I'm like, I'm going to I can do that. If she can do it, I can do it, too. So I started wearing shorts while I work down. I work out from home. So I'm in the comfort of my own home. I started wearing shorts around the house, in the garden, until I got kind of comfortable with seeing my legs when I passed the mirror or, you know, and I kind of got really comfortable with that. And then I was like, no, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to walk around the block. It is 20 degrees outside. I'm hot. I deserve to wear shorts. So I walked around the block and nothing happened to me. And I was like, okay. So I wore shorts again. I went out with my friends and no one said anything. It was absolutely fine. And yeah. I feel like challenge those parts of yourself. So for example, some people don't like to wear short t-shirts because of their arms. Do it. Do it around the house. Get yourself comfortable. Get yourself used to seeing your arm. Because mm. after a while, to me, my legs just became my legs. Mm. I didn't see anything wrong with them. They, I, because I, because I was kind of body neutral. Yeah, they're just my legs, and that's yeah. it. And if, if if my legs offend you, that's your problem not yeah, mine yeah yeah you're making me think about my mum because um she loves swimming like that's her thing that's her heaven place yeah. that's you know what whatever's going on in the day like she can handle it so much better if she has a swim in the morning but not even for months Kaylee probably for years she would not go swimming because she didn't want to be seen in a swimming costume and it stopped her from doing one of the things that she finds most joyful in the whole entire world. And that makes her so much more mentally well. I mean, she wasted years being, and I, and I kept saying to her, mom, like, nobody cares. So I was like, literally, do you do you look at other people and, ju and judge their body? Like, and there was nothing wrong with the body anyway. But yeah, just what you, you, you're saying about the shorts, it, it really resonates with me. And anyway, she yeah. eventually did it. And now she is all the happier for it and, and absolutely oh. loves it. And she does most of the time, she does it to move her body into, you know, to the for the physical health reasons but she absolutely acknowledges that her mental health is the priority and, and it really really does do a lot 
for for her in in that respect. So as we're starting to wrap up this conversation, which has been amazing, I think that the big takeaways I'm getting from from you is like baby steps in terms of like baby steps with our negative thoughts. Yeah. Acknowledge it. Choose the second thought as a more positive one. Reach for the next next best thought, if you will. When it comes to clothes and being comfortable in what we're wearing, try it around the house first. Don't necessarily go straight to the beach in a bikini. You've got to work with what feels comfortable for you. Like for someone who's never wore a bikini because they felt insecure about their body, isn't going to wake up tomorrow and put a bikini on. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to go for a swimsuit and a cover up. I, and yeah. start small yeah. you know and I feel like let's just say you're at a beach scenario and you've got your swimsuit on and you've got your little cover up and you're lying on the beach just for a split second pull it up pull your little cover up and yeah. just sit there for a minute and pull it down and you're and I think the more that you practice just pushing yourself out of your comfort zone yeah it it really helps you just make that next step yeah it's it's too big a leap to just jump into a bikini the next day after torturing yourself with all these negative thoughts about your own body and I think that is why so many people stumble or give up on having a positive body image Uh, it's because they think okay well the message is that I've just got to tell myself that I'm absolutely gorgeous and I look like um you know a supermodel choose your own adventure there um the most beautiful person that comes to mind to you and uh, when that doesn't happen the next day or maybe you give it a couple of days and you're like well that's a load of rubbish it doesn't work for me that's so true and I feel like if you because that doesn't relate to everyone everyone isn't going can't just say an affirmation every single day that doesn't feel true for them so if I believed that I'm not beautiful and I try and tell myself that you are beautiful you are beautiful but it doesn't feel true it doesn't feel my fire then that is not my true belief that I should believe in what I then should I do is come from a more body acceptance place I have a face and it can see and it can hear and it can talk and it can communicate with my loved ones. And I feel like when you come from a place of that way, it you can have more positive thoughts than, than negative thoughts because you're not constantly looking at your face as in it's ugly. I'm looking at my face now as that I have eyes that can see my loved ones and I can hear them and I can speak to them. I can smell the new babies and it like your face does amazing things. And I think if we start from there, then you don't have to believe you're beautiful and that, that's okay like you don't have to believe you're beautiful I mean I want you to believe you're beautiful mm-hmm. but you, if that doesn't feel true for you that's okay but you can have an acceptance with your face mm. let's let's promote your Instagram channel which you you I guess you um you curate it with by sharing a lot of content don't you from people that inspire you and you know you've got thousands of followers so yeah just tell us a bit about that because it's really interesting yeah so um, <clears throat> when I started healing my relationship with my body, uh, I wanted to post about this stuff. So I started posting me and my body and teaching about uh, body acceptance and body neutrality. Um, and what I was getting was a lot of people were loving it. And some people were like, but it's OK for you because naturally I'm in a society standard. I, I'm, I'm in a thin body. It really hurt me because I felt that I couldn't help everyone and I know I can't help everyone but I felt like I want all women to feel good in their body and my body alone can't relate to everyone 
right? Some people are smaller than me, some people are bigger than me, and my body may not be relatable. It will be relatable to some people, but it's not going to be relatable for everyone. So I kind of was like, what do I do? And I was on TikTok. And I saw a video of a, a girl and she was in a bigger body and she was talking about that um, she had bought new, she'd bought new jeans and her tummy was sticking out and she was saying like, I don't care. Like, you know, really just celebrating her body. I was like, I love that. And then for whatever reason, my brain was like, you should share that to your feed. So I did. And it blew up. It blew up my feed. And I was just like, this is what people want. This is what they need. Is there a platform on Instagram where there's just one page celebrating all different cultures, all different body types, diversity of bodies. So I started posting me again and I was like, okay, it's not, you know, people, it's starting to go down again. So I posted another video of someone else and it blew up and I was like, this is what people want. So I started posting other people's content, of course, crediting everyone that I post and celebrating them and asking people to follow them. But the more I started doing that, my, my account grew and grew and grew because that's what people wanted. And now I'm inundated with messaging in my box, thanking me for posting on my on my feed, posting a diversity of bodies, because not everybody that I post is going to relate to someone, but it's going to relate to a small group of people. So the more I started posting, you know, myself still and other people's bodies, it just related to a whole different industry of people as in so a lot of people don't think they understand like for a big person may look at a small person and be like well you've got nothing to worry about you clearly have no insecurities and then when I share a post of a thin person having insecurities I think it helps helps the world understand that we've all got insecurities and that being thin doesn't get rid of your insecurities it's all in your mind that's what you need to work on is the thoughts because our thoughts create our actions okay this has been incredible but to close the episode it's the million dollar question kaylee can we change the way we see ourselves for the positive absolutely Absolutely. and i think it's gonna happen more in the next generations we've spent let's just say the last 30 40 years hating ourselves that's going to take a long time to get to a really good place but as we do that journey if we can teach our younger generation that as well when they get to our age is they're going to experience a completely different world and we can get there but we have to start today and it starts with you it starts with you deciding that I'm no longer willing to live like this I'm no no longer willing to hate my body because essentially really the truth is my body is a good body regardless of what it looks like so focus on things that you can do today like all those things that I mentioned and also on my Instagram I have linked it in my bio but I do have a five-day body image course that I've just released so if you feel like you're in you're in a place where you're like I just don't know where to start and I don't know how to love or accept or like my body that course is a really good starting point and your instagram is and kaylee sims so k-a-y-l-e-y-s-i-m-s but that course will really help you just where to start if you just feel so like lost i don't know where to start i'm fed up with my body there's a really good place to start amazing this has been fab thank you so much and also one final plug if you want more 
because why wouldn't you? Then we've got a video chat as well, which is about 30 minutes on the My Possible Self app too. Kaylee, thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. She really is, isn't she? Gosh, we covered so much in that conversation and I hope that you got some great takeaways from our chats. I know that I personally did. And that wraps up another episode of the My Possible Self podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. If you're not already following us on Instagram or Twitter, we are at My Possible Self. And I've been at Radio Gabby. Until next time, take care and bye for now.